Hi everyone and welcome to The Femaling Show. I am your host, Nicole Goodman, and I am a woman's identity expert and coach. As women, we fall into different phases of identity throughout adult life and during these, our challenges can look pretty similar. Here at WRS, I will be talking to you about the real issues we all face and even the ones we can silently struggle with. Through honest, heartfelt conversation here at Femaling, you will learn how to accept yourself, understand yourself and be yourself. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Femaling and today I have called it Can We Have It All? We are talking about modern day living and all the complexities it can throw at us women and to help me on this enormous topic of having it all I am joined by award-winning actress, mother of three and wife Louisa Klein. Hi. Hi, thank you so much for joining us at Femaling today. Thank you very much for having me. So, for the few of you that might not know Louise's work, she's best known for her role in Emmerdale playing Maya Stepney, and Louise won an award for her controversial storyline of grooming a young boy. But today, Louisa has very kindly um, brought herself here to share her insight in how she juggles work, motherhood, self-care, marriage, and generally just being a woman and having it all in inverted commas. And I'm going to ask her how she manages every single part of it. And to be honest, Louise, you do it with really good hair. (laughs) (laughs) You do. You should see sometimes I look like I've literally just been dragged through a bush backwards. I've been looking back on, so I've been researching you for like the last week. And honestly, I've not seen one picture of you without bad hair, with good hair, (laughs) with bad hair. I was texting a friend of mine yesterday morning who said that she just looked at herself in the mirror and she thought she was looking at someone homeless she looked so bad <laughs> and then I showed I sent her a selfie of what I currently looked like and I said I think the caption underneath was something like we look like the before pictures of extreme makeover <laughs> you know we both was it was in the morning I don't think I'd even looked in the mirror that my hair was just in a proper good old mum bun yeah I mean not and to it's... sound like a total hairdresser but you do have that kind of hair don't you like if you sleep on it it's just gonna it, yeah it needs water it needs water it needs water Um, The first thing I want to say is, I guess I just want to bring the listener in at home as to how you and I came into contact with one another. And we came into contact with each other really randomly, didn't we? Over through one of my other podcasts, which was fantastic. And we connected through Instagram. Exactly. I love Instagram. Yeah, it's It's been amazing for that, actually. And I found, um, sort of, in in the last year since since being on Emmerdale, I've built up a, a following and... Um, have become more sort of prolific on social media. Yeah. It's never been something that I just used it to put pictures of my children and filter myself. But now, um, <laughs> now it's become it's more of something that you know you meet people and yeah. it's a platform. It's a platform, and you realise that you have a responsibility. You realise you you can reach people. Yeah. And I suppose doing this storyline, I realised that it was a, such a controversial storyline and it had such an impact that suddenly I had a voice. Yeah. And actually, rather than just filtering pictures of myself or, you know, cute children or puppies, it let you can use it for something positive and something really important. And suddenly I've got 24,000 people wow. who, can, who, are listening. who are listening. And, yeah. that, and that's really special, something I never thought I'd really have that that platform, that responsibility. That's really wonderful. Yeah. And actually, what I, I loved what you said before we jumped on here. I said to you, what is your message that you want to bring to this podcast? Mm. And you said it was, well, what was your message? I you suppose it is, you know, I'm 40. I have three children. I desperately want to maintain a career. I, I'm ambitious. Yeah. And it's really hard. And I suppose what I wanted to say was... I don't want it to be a negative thing of you can't have it all, but stop putting the pressure on yourself to think you can. And just, we're all just trying to do our best and we're all on the same side. And we're just trying to, we're just trying to do our best. And sometimes it might not seem like that or it might not work out, but that's all we're trying to do. And we, I don't think every it's single woman really yeah. I mean every single man but you know that's another yeah. that's another conversation yeah, but yeah. I agree every woman is trying to do her best and I and I want to add to that if I may yeah. that every woman's best looks different on every single day yeah absolutely so absolutely. sometimes my best might be me running around like a blue ass fly getting absolutely every everything on my list ticked yeah and then the other day, it's just, you know what, I just need to meditate and I need some chill time. And Yeah. I mean, I spent yesterday up in the attic trying to sort out our attic, um, get rid of loads of things. 
and I felt like I'd really achieved something yesterday. I was like feeling really great. Yeah, and then other this. days, you know, recently there was this big award to do, and you spend the whole day with someone sort of putting makeup on you, doing your hair, getting your outfit ready, and everything, and it's pretty mindless. But I mean, it's fun. Oh, God, it's amazing. It's the best part of being a woman. That's that's great. <laughs> no, it's not. It it's, is. It's one of the lovely parts of being a woman. It is absolutely. Down you know, but it's you know from one extreme to the other, and we're just just trying to get each day done. <laughs> I love that, and it's very real, and that's why I'm so pleased that you've you've wanted to come on here and tackle this very big topic with me because I think other women would look at your social media and they would look at your career and they would look at your family life and it all just looks and it, and it is I'm sure it looks very glossy and very happy yeah. and very beautiful but I want to know the nitty-gritty of yeah, how listen, you I manage it all. I don't ever deny I'm extremely lucky I really am mm. and I I look at my three gorgeous children and my wonderful husband and I am never not grateful for that and don't appreciate it um and my career, you know, I suppose I focus on all the things I haven't got, and that I you the are jobs. a woman, by the way. <laughs> yeah. We all do that. <laughs> you know, there's all that I could write a list of my CV of the jobs I didn't get and the jobs yeah. I wished I'd got. And, yeah. You know, and 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 recently I just had a sort of a disappointment on a job that I was desperate for and it didn't work out, and. Um, and it's heartbreaking and it's rejection and in my industry you are constantly getting rejected and it's not fair and I think Full it's, stop. it's just not fair <laughs> and there's moments in, in my career where you go, well that's not fair but you go, no it's not fair, deal with it, move on. But how do you deal with it and move on? Because walking around thinking it's not fair, you know, that you can be very justified in feeling that but also yeah. incredibly frustrated. Yeah. I think, you know, there's times when I am incredibly frustrated yeah. and there's times when I'm desperately disappointed. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure we all do this, but I, I imagine the job and then I start imagining the whole lifestyle around the job and I've suddenly got this whole life in my mind yeah. about what it's going to be like when I get the job. And then when the job doesn't happen, it's not just the job that I didn't get. Yes. It's that whole world that I've created. <laughs> it's all the friends that you're missing friend, out on. Exactly. It's the fun holiday it's afterwards. The work it's the Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's the whole, that whole thing is what suddenly is, is being rejected, has been let down and you don't have that. So it's, it's desperately painful. And I don't think it gets easier. I think you just have to have faith and have faith that the next job will come along. And I suppose, as I said to you, I'm, I do feel very lucky in that in those times when I'm not working, I have a very full life of, yeah. of family. And I, I you know, I've I spent the last the year and a half that I was on Emmerdale. I didn't have that time with my children like I do now. Yeah. And, you know, every you time there's a... You do appreciate yeah. it. And every time that I feel frustrated or I feel a bit down that work is quiet... I then suddenly go, but I'm picking up my children from school and I'm sitting in the car with them chatting or I'm taking my son to the zoo or I'm go, you know, going to the RAF museum, we're doing fun stuff and, yeah. and actually... So do you think that that is a way of having it all? Is your job is not an, a nine-to-five job five days yeah. a week, is it? It's not in any way. It's roundabouts. Yeah. So would you say that that's helped with you having being able to bring all of it into your space well I think it's a mindset as much as anything isn't it because yeah on paper when you say it like that it's great yeah. you know you get the chance to be with the kids and yeah. you get to work yeah. and wow that's amazing that's not the reality no though, and the it? reality yeah. is it's it's sort of feeling slightly frustrated and sitting there you know in the past in a playgroup singing hot little bunnies thinking <laughs> I was at drama school for three years these are my ambitions I want to play Juliet I want to play I feel it you know whatever yeah. it is um, and I'm still here singing hot little bunnies whereas actually there's a moment when your child looks at you in hot little bunnies and you go this is all I need right now yeah. actually this is it's giving them everything having said that when I was up in Leeds, I used to um, bring back Was for the kids. We were filming Emmerdale, yeah. yeah. Um, I would bring back little boxes of the mini cereals from the hotels that I was staying in for the kids. Were you like the rock star mother? I, well, I was, <laughs> and they loved it. And so the other day I said to them, are you pleased that mummy doesn't go to Leeds anymore? And, and the girls both went, hmm, sort of. I said, what do you mean, sort of? Like, well, I miss the crunchy nut cornflakes. And oh. I was like, seriously, is that it? <laughs> you know, you prefer... The that, they're so resilient, the kids. I know. You probably spent half your time up in Leeds feeling totally guilty. Totally. And running back in my stomach. Yeah. How, how did it work in terms of you doing... Because it was a major role. It wasn't just... Yeah. I mean, it was... You a major character, You know, when, you? When, when I was busy and when we were filming sort of the major bits of the storyline, 
they the schedule there is extraordinary um and we would be filming 12 episodes every two weeks so there was three units running concurrently and each unit would be filming four episodes and that happened every two weeks sometimes running into the third week um so when when you're in a major storyline you're there constantly yep i used to make it work in that if i wasn't called first thing in the morning i.e 7 a.m i could usually manage to get the first train up from london in the morning so i would get the 550 train from king's cross up to leeds which would get me in at 8 30 or 8 20 and so i could get into the studio by 8 30 so yep. that was fine. Yep. And then I would jump on a train in the evening and come home. And so those sort of two hours, two and a half hours each way of the train was the time that I would do my work. I would learn my lines. I would do the research. I would just kind of have that sort of winding up or winding down time so that when I was home, I was very present yeah. for the family. Um, so can I just ask, mm, is that when you learn your lines on the train? That's when I learned my lines, yeah, pretty uh, much. Oh, oh, oh my yeah. god but it's amazing because the way that your brain is just a muscle and it's training the muscle and after a while I could do it very very easily so it was you know it was quite a good exercise That's for incredible me incredible skill it's it's listen also practice well, also <laughs> practice do it as well you know you get enormous amounts of scripts coming through yeah. and often rewrites handed to you on set so it's a, I mean, I forget the lines as quickly as I learn them. Yeah, oh, so okay. it's, it, you know, it's, yeah. it goes in and it goes out again. But um, it's using a different part of your brain. It really completely. is. And I enjoyed that. I yes. really enjoyed that. But, um, but yeah, going back, you know, with the traveling and stuff, there was times where I would leave before the kids were awake and come home after they were asleep. So I wouldn't actually see them awake, but I would sort of go and bundle them and yeah. smell them. Smell them and, and smell. Exactly. Oh, and just smell. kind of snuggle into them for a bit. And, I'd leave them a little note. And I think for them, just knowing that I'd been in that space was enough. And for me, Aww. sleeping in my own bed, yeah. just, and having my husband next to me, you know, just... Touching base with your family. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because as you said, the girls, well, your, all, your, all three kids were, mm. I'm assuming your little boy was a baby. So you had a baby at home as well. I suppose I did, didn't I? Yeah, he was, yeah. How old, yeah, I did. So, so you have this, So you've got this really young family. Yeah. And as your daughter very beautifully put, she was fine. Just she just wants her crunchy nut cornflakes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> she's fine without mummy as long yeah. as you bring her that. Yeah. Um, how was it for you? It was really, really difficult. You know, yeah. I it it was difficult because I also really enjoyed the job. Well, I was going to say it must have been a career high for you. It was fantastic, yeah. and it was an amazing bunch of people I was working with, and it was suddenly after baby number three going back to work and people seeing me as me not just as a mum and not just as sort of you know in relation to one's children yeah. which is wonderful but you know as a as an individual as an actress again and it was part of your identity it is it? it really is and when you become a mum that that takes over your whole identity yeah. for a period of yeah. time I guess, I've always it? noticed you know people say oh how are you know people ring up you know how are you doing you go yeah we're fine yeah. And it's not, no, not we're fine. It's like, I'm fine. Yeah. How are you? You know, and yeah. it's things like that. And so I suppose there was a real feeling of, there was a slight feeling of guilt that I was really enjoying myself and I was really happy and I was really inspired and excited about working. And I was also... What was the guilt? I suppose the guilt is feeling, you know, I'm leaving behind the three children and I'm leaving behind sort of the responsibilities of a family to somebody else. Yeah. And my husband was extraordinary throughout that time and he was absolutely there um we had help we had a nanny and we have, have i have to. great mm, in-laws yeah. who are very present in the kids lives and picked up the pieces when necessary um but it was juggling you know we were juggling every single day and we were there was times we had one situation where our nanny at the time overslept with the car keys in her house <gasps> i was in Yorkshire filming at seven in the morning and my husband who is a barrister and part-time judge was supposed to be sentencing someone to prison oh. that morning and suddenly he's like I'm in my pajamas the kids need to get to school and I'm sort of in a You're makeup chair 200 miles away going um you know yeah. and so you know there's yeah. moments like that that sort of keep keep you on your toes and I think it's it's interesting what you've touched on here because I think for a woman that guilt is is so magnified. Yeah. Isn't it? You probably felt so guilty that she'd left her keys. Yeah. I mean, it was all just a, a, 
a, a series of events that Absolutely. was nothing, it was out of your control. Yeah. But you're probably feeling so guilty that your husband's work is being impacted yeah. because, I don't know, I'm going to throw something out that's controversial that perhaps because you're not doing the role that you're meant yeah. to be doing. It's Which, of course, that's bollocks, by it's the way. Sort of, it's a pressure one puts on oneself, isn't it? Because he's never, I think women yeah. Put it on he themselves. never made me feel like that. Yes, it was I'm incredibly sure. supportive, and it was always, you know, he, when he met me, I was very much an ambitious actress, yeah. and still am. Yeah. So that was, you know, that was the deal. That was what he married. That's, and <laughs> that's what he fell in love with. Exactly. He fell in love exactly. with. Exactly. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think, yeah, the, the, the sense of responsibility as a mother, and it's a choice I made. I wanted to be a mum. It was the, you know, yeah. it's the best thing I've ever done. Yeah. And I, it's not a moment that I wish I wasn't, but at the same time, it's... But when you're sitting there singing Hop Little Bunny... Yeah. You need more. You need more. And that's okay to admit that. It's sort of... Being a mum can be desperately lonely and yes. desperately boring. And, um, and it's not yeah. to say your children are boring. It's just that kind of, you know... There was days and days... I've got to be honest, my kids are moaning about, you know, what I've made them for dinner <laughs> every day. It's really boring. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. It's like I haven't had a grown-up conversation today. Yeah. You know, I've asked a lot about who's done what poo and yeah. who's, you know... But... Yeah. yeah, I think it's um, yeah, and I think it's really important to be able to stand up and say I need more, yeah. or, or I don't need more. This is exactly where I want to be because I think women also give themselves pressure on having to have a big career. Exactly, now. I or, think that's really true. So I think it's about I think in terms of feminism, and I know we're not really talking about that, but it always seems to come into yeah. every podcast that yeah, I yeah. do. I think feminism is just about being in choice. And being in powerful choice, yeah. a choice that works for you, for what fulfills you and what lights you up as exactly. a woman. It goes back to what we're saying, you know, we're all on the same side. We yes, shouldn't judge each that. other, of, you know, from woman to woman going, well, you, you, all you do is stay at home, you don't do anything. Yeah. Or, or you're, God, you don't or even it, look after your kids, exactly. you're so busy on Emmerdale. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It's sort do of, you think that's changing amongst women? I suppose it's getting more extreme on both sides, isn't it? Mm. I think I think it's changing in as much as there's much more female solidarity. I think places like Instagram that have created sort of mummy bloggers yeah. and female empowerment. Yeah. So therefore, there is a lot more of that side of things. There's yeah. a lot more, you know, people like yourself, people like Stevie, yeah. of female empowerment. But then at the same time, that opens up the world to trolling and to women... Yeah. It's true, Being actually. awful to each other, judging each other, commenting on each other. You know? So it's sort of, you know, it gives a platform to both extremes. Yes, yes I think that's an incredibly insightful view of it, actually. Um, and, I, and I just, I always come from the point of view that women should just support one another. I know. It would be so much easier and so yeah. much more pleasant. But that's not the world in which we live. Yeah. It isn't. It's not. And it... it, it I mean, there's. I've. I've. I feel very lucky in my life in that I have some girlfriends around me, who I've known for my whole life, mm. and who we all have children, all around the same sort of ages, and and it's very much you know it takes the village, and and it's my village, and oh, same with the mums from school. What does that mean? People. It takes the village. I've not heard Doesn't that. It, it takes a village to 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 survive or to bring a fam to, to with the children there's a phrase it's something it, there like is that. a phrase i'm gonna yeah look it up because it. it's a nice one yeah i haven't quite got it right we'll but find it by the end of the podcast exactly I'm look it up for you. <laughs> um so i'm interested yeah. to know like how was it um <laughs> because you know the school mums for example that can be quite a difficult community of people like I'm not suggesting school mums are bad. I'm just saying it's just a, a community of women yeah. that we can come into contact with. And you're off doing this incredible role, this very high-profile job. Um, you're in the press. You're on Lorraine. I mean, you're doing mm. all these wonderful things. Like, Did that impact how people responded to you at the school games? Do you know what's or? really funny is I don't know whether I'm just lucky with my school mums yeah. or that... To be fair, they're probably not a stereotypical Emmerdale audience. They were unbelievably supportive. I've known them for longer than I've done the job. Yes. So I would. I, so they knew you before. They knew me before. Yeah. And then suddenly I was like, oh, I've got this job. And yeah. they were incredibly excited. And they That's were amazing. all sort of, you know, sometimes they'd see me 
in a you know on Lorraine or you know in a awards do and then the next morning I'd be at school gates with sunglasses on <laughs> and sort of, you know crazy hair and they'd be like all right have a nice night well, that's <laughs> um, the reality isn't exactly it? and the it's reality. the same for everybody isn't yeah. it you know I think yes well I think it is and actually I'm pleased you've um you've brought this up because one of the first things that caught my eye about your Instagram page was when you'd won the award. Yeah. Was it Best Bad Girl? It was Best Bad Girl, yes. yes. For yeah. the Inside Soap Awards, That's is right. that right? Yeah, yeah. So congratulations yeah, for that. You. That's amazing. Thank you. And you had put a post up of um, a you at the award ceremony, um, and it was featured in the Daily Express. The Daily mm. Express had had written about you, which was yeah. fantastic. And you'd just won this award. Yeah. Um, and it said, Louisa Klein, who starts as Maya, who stars as Maya Stepney in ITV soap Emmerdale, put on a rare plunging display at the Inside Soap Awards. They were talking about your low-cut dress. And yeah. you just want this award. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking it's one of your career highlights. Yeah, yeah. It's a great moment yeah, yeah. for you. And then the Daily Express are talking about a your... A rare plunging display. They're, they're talking about your... So can I just say what yeah. you commented? Yes, Because I thought of course, it was absolutely it. <laughs> magic. And then we can discuss it. So you said... I know this is not a phenomenon for women in the public eye, but this is, this is relatively new for me. I don't think my assets were particularly teasing. I was just wearing a V-neck dress. They have fed three children for five years. I'm just a 40-year-old woman who wore a dress she felt good in. And this is the bit that got me. Let's celebrate our achievements and not a daring plunging neckline. <laughs> it was funny because, you know, these awards do's, are such a mi- I have such a mixed feeling about them. They're really good fun. You get to meet people from all different yeah. um, of the soaps or on TV. Lots of friends from different jo- different shows, and it's really fun. And it's a chance to let your hair down. And let's be honest, it's a chance to get dressed up, to have yeah. nice makeup done, and yeah. to look as good as you're gonna look. Yeah. However, on the downside, you are putting yourself out there, and therefore you're putting yourself out there to be judged. Um, it's such so a shame that those two go together. It is. And there is... There, I've never experienced this before. From when my first time I went to one of these awards do's, sort of the, the red carpet, what I thought was just like you walk down neither, a red... by the way. <laughs> no, you walk down a red carpet, yeah. like what you've seen at the Oscars or, you know, something where people walk down and you start, you have your picture taken and you do some interviews. Yes. It wasn't like that. It's a sort of parade... Oh. where you stand in front of a screen and there must be 20, 30 cameras all shouting at you. This way, this way, smile, down, over here now, smile at me, down the lens, smile, don't smile. And it's really intimidating. Oh my God, it must be. And for somebody who is not necessarily sort of in this world for the celebrity side of things, yes. it you want to look nice, you want to have that great picture, but inevitably the pictures they choose, you're going to go, oh, I don't look like I thought I looked, or yeah. oh, they've caught me with my eyes a bit shut, or my, you know, well, the angle's a bit to, wrong. They? Sometimes they do, and sometimes they don't want to get the best shot of you. They do want to get the one where your neckline is slightly more plunging than it should be. It wasn't be. even plunging. It wasn't even say, plunging. I mean, not that the, it wasn't no. even about what you were wearing that Trust night. me, I've, I've, I've had plungier, shall we say. <laughs> You know, you're this amazing actress who's obviously been working really bloody hard. You know, you've got a very small, uh, very young family at home and you're doing all of these wonderful things and you're in a very important role. Yeah. Talking about a very important storyline that is actually happening in the world and and it needs addressing. Yeah. And you've won an award for it. And here they are talking about the least interesting part of that evening for you. I mean, I also... You know, the storyline was a sexy storyline. Yes. And I don't mean sexy as in titillating yes. sexy. It was sexual. Yes. And therefore, you know, I was the... And the it was controversial. The se- it was a controversial story. Yeah. And I suppose I was the, the sexualized figure Can in I it. just say, for people that are listening that don't know what the storyline was, would you mind giving yeah. them a so it was Yeah, so it was an older woman, a teacher, um, who ended up grooming a young boy, one of her students, who was also the son of her boyfriend at the time. And she she... She saw it as a love affair, as did the boy, but it was very much a manipulative grooming story. Okay. So it, it was a story that Emmerdale wanted to highlight of an older woman and the attitudes that people have towards that way round, because the idea of grooming is often seen as a sort of dirty old man yeah. and a very vulnerable yes. younger person, whereas this was 
you know, a respectable woman, middle-class woman, intelligent, who abuses her power. Um, so it was I'm a. Sure it, it happens. Yeah, and I received so many oh. messages from people who'd, who'd experienced it, and and the fact that the story was out there, they could see that suddenly it wasn't this beautiful romantic love affair, and it was actually something fiercely wrong. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so they did. You know, Emmerdale did a brilliant job in yeah. in highlighting the story, and we've been working with Bernardos, and subsequently I'm now an ambassador for Bernardos and do lots of work with them, which is amazing. And yeah, it's a wonderful kind of byproduct of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, going back, that I'm, I'm not shying away from the fact that I was playing a sort of sexualized character, and therefore you go out, you put yourself out there in the awards dues, and people are going to comment on whether you're sexy or not or whatever. But at the same time, as I said, I'm just a woman who wore a dress and felt good, yeah. and and to then sort of be. So so sort of diminished to yes. a plunging neckline yes, exactly. after having won these awards yes. and everything. And it's funny because the year previously, and I wonder if they'd have said that about um, a male actor. They'd have no, I mean the boy thing. that won Best Bad Boy. They didn't comment on his, I don't know, polo neck jumper. I think he was wearing. <laughs> yeah, really. And then no, the they didn't. Before. What did they comment on? Do you exactly. Do I, you I, know? Don't, I think you know what a great. I, d- I don't congratulate him. Yeah, of course. I'm sorry. I don't mean to sound like. Bitter. I'm not bitter. I just think it's the way of the world is that women are uh, seen as decorative, yeah. and therefore they are talked about in a decorative manner. Yeah. And men are seen for their accomplishments. Jeez, I, and I agree. don't think that's changing quickly. It's you not. Know. It's not. And I do feel that we as women have a slight responsibility, and yeah. I, I play into that because I, you know, I was conscious of what I was going to wear, and well, I did. And because you, you want to look nice, so, because the Daily Express it's are commenting vicious, on it. It is. It's, it's this a vicious, vicious circle, circle because you want to look nice because you know you're going to get judged. And there's, I mean, for what you look, for like. what you yes. look like, yes. And so therefore, it's that sort of that pressure that you think, oh God, I need to wear something. And I've, you know, there's been things where I've gone to where I thought I looked quite nice, and then you see the pictures, and you're like, why did no one tell me? Like, what was I wearing? <laughs> so it's a sort of. I don't know. I don't. You know. You either don't go to these things, and you stay absolutely away from any form of press judgment, or you you try and play the game of it. I don't well, know. I haven't worked it out were, yet. Those words were ringing through my head. Play the game. And yeah. Here's where I think you beautifully played it, and you stood in your truth and stood in your power, and that's why I wanted to bring that into this space of yeah. this podcast was because you were funny your comment was um it was cute it was amusing it was intelligent and you stood up and said can we just celebrate what what i've managed to achieve here and not what my what dress i'm wearing like when does this stop it's funny because i I absolutely feel like that but there's also a big part of me that you had an amazing response on it as well i did Yeah. yeah absolutely but you know i I have had three children. I'm self-conscious about the way I look. Yes. I'm, I'm very, is. of course, I'm conscious of my body. And my boobs have always been something I've been conscious of because they're sort of, you know, can't hide them. Um, and, <laughs> and, and so, you know, the fact that that's what they comment on, there's a little part of me that sort of absolutely got crushed. Yeah. But you go, no, do you know what? My body did make three babies. It fed them all. And that's what my body's there for in one way. Yes, and, absolutely. And so it's a sort of, you know, I'm trying to tell myself as much as to put it out there yeah. that enough already with the judgment of what you're wearing. Oh, I you know, it's, so it's, and I applaud you yeah. for it. Because yeah. I think... I think we need more of it. I think you do. To but, you stop know, people like the, the year day, before, yeah. this lovely girl, um, Isabel Steele, who's 17 years old at the time, wore a beautiful dress. She won Best Young Actress. And she was... There was a, a female journalist commented on her dress saying, flash some flesh. <gasps> it was a bit too concealing. 17-year-old, beautiful girl. And she looked amazing and she commented she was like i felt really good in what i was wearing and like flash some flesh and there was quite a big oh. uproar about that oh, the previous I th- year i think so we need i think the press and everybody needs to take their own responsibility for yeah. this so that women can actually walk around feeling good about themselves exactly without having to apologize exactly for it exactly it's outrageous yeah. And, yeah. it, and it's time that, and that's why I just, I loved, like and I it said. And it goes back to, you know, we're all on the same side. We all want to just yeah. wear dresses that look nice. No one's wearing a dress that thinks, I look really awful in this, let's go out. And yeah. I yeah. hope I get judged for it. <laughs> I hope I get judged for it. Yeah. And I, hopefully I'm going to win an award and this can be plastered all over, yeah, yeah, all over the Daily Express. Yeah. yeah. No, it doesn't work like that. No. And ev- 
every woman, in fact, every person on the planet. I remember my first week in hairdressing, and I'm going back when I was 16 years old, and mm. I'm now 42. Someone else <laughs> do the math, I can't be bothered. <laughs> uh, it was a long time ago. I remember my mentor at the time saying to me, there isn't one person in the world that wants to look worse than what they do. Every single person oh, wants no. to look better, and it, that's our job, is yeah. to make them look better. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true, isn't it? And, and that's really stayed with me. And now, mm. for me, you know, my work's gone on from helping them look better to helping them feel better. Yeah. And, and, and I've learnt in 26 years that for a woman, mm. the two are so linked. Mm. How we look and how we feel. Yeah. They are so yeah. intrinsically linked. I think you've got to be a very strong, confident person to not care. <laughs> I, I don't even think there's one woman who wouldn't care. No. And if she says she doesn't, I, I'm going to... I'm going to go all out there, yeah. girls, and I'm going to say that is a crock of shit. Yeah. I don't think there's one woman on the planet that doesn't care what she looks like at all. Would you... Would you well, I mean, how do you feel about that? Um, I don't know anyone. I'd like to think there are. Because <laughs> I, no, I think no it's... Matter. No, yeah. I, I'd like to think there are because I think it would, it's an admirable quality to have. But I don't. Do you? To not care what you look like. I no, I suppose I there's a certain amount of self... It's Sorry, when, I said, when I said do you, it sounded like really judgmental. No, not at all. But just because I'm really curious about that. that oh, God, imagine the amount of time you'd save if you didn't really care what you looked like. Just like. I would get so much get more done. So much more done. More well, money nice. you'd say, yeah. But the thing is. But then there's also a sense of self respect and, yes. and a, a sense of, you know, I know full well that if I'm feeling a bit shit and I don't kind of I just put on tracksuit bottoms and don't bother to make myself look nice wash my face or anything like that then of course you don't feel as good and no. sometimes you get up you go and have a shower put on something nice go out it's not even about makeup or no, anything it's about, how you, carry yeah, it's about yourself, how you carry yourself it? it's about what worth you put on yourself that yeah. day I love that I love that and I always mm. say that to my daughter who's like she loves to just laze around in bed all day and mm. she's sort of heading into her teenage years and yeah. she'll just like, I'm not going to shower today, I'm not even going to clean my teeth. It's like, no, you've got to get up, you've got to shave, clean your teeth and then put a tracks on. I don't care what else you do, but just, yeah. just you'll feel so much better yeah. even if you're lazing around watching Netflix. Just yeah. do it's it for true. yourself. Yeah, exactly. And I love it. It should all be about this, yourself. It's part of your self-worth, well. yeah, isn't it? it is, it is. And it's, you know, in, in my industry, one's self-worth is so mixed up with other people's judgment of you whether it be in what you're wearing whether God, it be giving yes. you a job or not whether it be sort of people go oh wow you, you're on the telly you know uh, recently I've had people recognizing me and that how is that it's fun yeah. it's funny and yeah. it's generally speaking you know people come up and say you're amazing you know who doesn't like strangers coming up to you going you're amazing <laughs> and then they walk I'll off let you like know. you're really good at your job i think yeah. you're brilliant yeah. and then they walk off and you're like oh thanks that was one of my questions that i wanted to know actually have you had like really good response from the public i have surprisingly cuz cuz of the controversial yes, storyline yes. people can separate it people can separate it and generally speaking you know i'm not like the character i played and i, I really hope i give off in real life more of who I really am, as opposed to sort of a slightly manipulative, scary, unhinged <laughs> woman. Yes, <laughs> I hope I don't give that impression in real life. So, um, you know, so when people do come up and talk to me, I'm generally open to be talked to. Yes. So, um, and, and the, you know, there's been a few things online that, but I don't tend to read that stuff. And the I thing is, if people are buying into what you're doing, and then there's just sort of saying, oh, she's despicable she should mm. it means you're doing your job well absolutely i mean there was it. quite a lot of, of aggression towards the character and towards the story yes but when it when it was sort of you know when it stopped being about mayor and it became about louisa that's you know the crossover yes. and, and generally speaking people could separate could separate it yes yeah. some people got a bit confused with my real life and and outside and they'd get the two worlds mixed up a bit but <laughs> it was quite funny <laughs> Yes, again, it's it's a credit to you that you're delivering your job in such a convincing, believing way. Yeah, I mean that that is my job. That That's, is your that job. That is my job. That, yeah, that is your That's job. All, like I, all I have what, to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, how do you how do you manage? I know we've touched on it briefly with mm. your work and your kids and just the general balance of your life. Yeah. Does your job 
um, just in the up and down nature of it, does that help with your balance or do you have a specific way in which you choose to balance your life? I'm learning still. You know, my, yeah. my family life is still relatively new. My eldest is only seven. Um, and as oh. far as work goes, since the kids were born, I've done bits. Um, we went to New York about three years ago, three and a half years ago, and we took the kids. It was before they were at full-time school. So we took them out for about three weeks to New York. We got a little apartment out there, and I was working out there. And, oh, you know, yeah. went for that three weeks, and the sun was shining. It was May. The kids loved the yellow taxis. You know, for that three weeks, my husband and I were like, we're winning. Yeah, <laughs> winning know? at life. He, yeah, yeah. He, he, would, he, hadn't, he could get an office out in New York. So he would work during the day. Then he'd have the kids at night, and I would go off and do the show at night. And it was, you know, it was for three weeks. It worked. Yeah. Um, but then there's been times when the kids are being sort of passed from person to person when we're both working and we can't find the balance right. And there's times when I'm desperate to work and, yeah. and I'm not. And I'm probably not as present with the children because I'm thinking about the next job and I'm a bit unhappy because the next job's yeah. not coming. So I love what you're. It's I love what you're pointing to here. I think it's really real and honest. Yeah. And I think that any woman who, well, any woman who works, and especially women that work for yeah. themselves, because I'm completely resonating with what you're yeah. saying. I'm always thinking about the next thing in in exactly. my in my business. I don't ever want to give the impression that I've got it all and it's all great because it's not. Bloody difficult. Do you think that's possible? To have it all and for it to all be seamless. No, but I think. I don't think it is for anybody. No. And so I think it's about one's expectations, isn't yeah. it? It's, yeah. You know, I think it's about stop putting that pressure on yourself to think you can have it all and to think, what is having it well, all? What is having it? I love that. So, yeah. what, so what is? Tell me what is having it all for you. God, I didn't even write that question down. I don't know. What is having it all? I suppose, you know, in an ideal world, it was those three weeks in New York. It was that time when... You know, at the times when I was filming in Leeds, I could go up, you know, I could put the kids to bed at night and I could get the last train of the night up to Leeds and I could do do a good week's work or a good few days' work, come home and know that the kids are happy yeah. and that then I come home and I'm there for them and it, getting that balance right. And I suppose it happened a bit at times and then at other times it really didn't and at other times I, have, I had a pit in my stomach. There was you know logistical nightmares everyone was crying there was a time when my little boy was very ill and had to go to hospital mm. and I had to get a train home at five o'clock in the morning to go straight to hospital and spend three days in hospital with him and my poor husband had to take him to A&E and get the other two girls up with him to A&E at five in the morning you know things like that and that's not having it all in any no, way and that no. is when you just go it's too hard I can't do yeah. it I don't know what there's Some a there's a beautiful quote that I was going to say to the end, but it's coming mm. in now, so I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to quote it. Yeah. Life is like riding a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving. Yeah, that's lovely. It's lovely, isn't it? Because balance is an ever moving thing. It is, isn't it? Yeah. You, you, you know, I, you can, w tell me one woman or any person that's woken up and said, "I've got my balance now. I've yeah. got it. We're yeah. done." It just exactly. doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Life's too messy. And it's I. Just, I keep going back to this, but it's about the expectations you put on yourself. And I think that, you know, when, when, when we first started messaging each other, as I say, I've just gone through this kind of rejection. And I just thought, the reason it feels so bad is because I'd really wanted it. Yeah. And of course, it's good to want things. And of course, it's good to have these ambitions and yeah. these drives. But at the same time, don't, ex don't put those pressures on yourself because then... The, the letdown is so big like just I feel very lucky most of the time yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's it's so, not enough but it, it's a good start so how do you then because what you what you just pointed to that piece of um, don't dream so big because the letdown is so big and yet here you are this beautifully ambitious driven woman mm. who still wants all of these wonderful things for her not, career it's not don't dream so big you should always dream big. I suppose it's don't give yourself such a hard time if it's not immediate. Yeah, yeah. 
And it comes back to expectations, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, like it's not to say you shouldn't expect the world. Yeah. Because you should. Or go for the world. Go for the world. And exactly. Yeah. And I will teach my children that every single day. But at the same time, I suppose well, they're it's watching this, you do it every yeah. single day. Yeah. Well, as this well. is one of the reasons why I do want to work is I want them to see me work, yeah. and for them to see it's possible. Yeah. To have it all. <laughs> or at least to try. Yes. At least to try, and I give them no rose-tinted glasses of it and I do sit down with them and I say this is really hard and I'm sorry I'm not here and this is why I'm crying and this is why you're unhappy because we're trying but I want to work and I love working and this is important to me and it's important to daddy and it's important to you you know and I want them to see that listen I'm still trying to work it out I'm not sitting here telling you I know what I'm talking about because I I don't I'm just trying to work it out you do know what you're talking about because (laughs) you have lived through a really interesting couple of years where you've been doing an incredibly enormous enormous part of your career yeah and you were juggling a baby and two kids and school runs and a husband and a home and and you did it all yeah and I love what you said that you got three weeks where you were winning (laughs) yeah (laughs) I'm sure there were many, many other moments. But, you know, none of this could have been done. It's all, you know, you say you were juggling all of this. It's like, well, my husband was equally juggling it. And, you know, if if you ever did a a mail-ing podcast where you got someone, you know, where he came on and talked to you about his point of view of that time when when I was away, and it's probably very politically incorrect or anti-feminist thing to say, but it probably does come easier to me as a mum to deal with the school uniforms every morning and the snacks and the homework and the getting the school bags ready than it does for him. He is an incredible father yep. and an incredible yep. sort of organised, brilliant parent. But he, you know, it's harder for him to know what knickers the girls need to wear in tights. Oh, do they wear tights and socks, or do they wear dresses and tights or skirts? And you know, and it's like, I, I and that's know. fine. He shouldn't have. To, you know, I don't judge him for that. Don't you? I mean, I, I do sometimes. Do I do, listen, no, I, I have, I don't. I have a, a very similar husband. He's incredibly hands-on, yeah. and he's an incredible dad, but he doesn't have the foresight that I will have in terms of what the children are going to need, even for their well-being or physically, yeah. whether they need a pound for the next day. Exactly. But that's okay, because like, I don't necessarily... But we're a team. Absolutely. Absolutely. But there's something... I don't know whether it's because you're more organised or you're more just on it with with the school stuff I'm sure it's something to do with the fact that we carried these children probably I think we're more intrinsically linked it's not to say that he's not intrinsically linked he is but I intuitively know Mm. what my kids need and it's not even from a a place I can even describe to you it's just I know when my kid is going to wake up in the middle of the night I know when my kid is going to wake up in the morning and not going to be able to go to school because they're not well enough yeah he doesn't he runs off of me for that yeah and so again, that cut, so part of that role is knowing that they need a sandwich for the next yeah. day because they're staying at school late, or yeah, just yeah. being two steps ahead exactly of what the children need. Yeah, but I definitely couldn't do it without him. No, absolutely not. Because there's a million things. Although we did have an argument this morning, not an argument, <laughs> heated debate over who is picking my daughter up at eight thirty in Bushy when he's going swimming at seven thirty. He finishes at seven thirty in Bushy, so I said, "Well, you can pick her up." Yeah. And he looked at me like I was absolutely mad yeah. and I said to him well you're there and he's yeah. like well what, what am I you know I finished at 7 30 he's like so wait, so wait. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't actually we haven't actually resolved Meanwhile, it cut to, to quarter past eight yeah let's, driving up to the yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you something else really really honestly I feel guilty I feel guilty that yeah. he will have to sit there because he's going swimming and he'll be cold and he'll be wet and he'll be hungry yeah and I will feel guilty about that but he wouldn't feel guilty if the roles were reversed. Yeah. And I think that's something that women have to have to I suppose manage. it's this feeling, isn't it, of if it's again, it's so politically incorrect and unfeminist thing to say, but if we feel like we want to have a really good career and a family, yes. we've got to make those sacrifices and work twice as hard to do it. I don't I don't even think that's unfeminist. I think that's just really, really true. Mm. And I know that, <laughs> you know, I can hear some feminists sort of banging on my door, but that, that's the reality of, yeah. of being a woman yeah. today who does want to have it all, yeah. whatever having it all exactly. in inverted commas yeah. looks like. Yeah. 
and I'm very similar ilk to you. I am very ambitious. Yeah. I am very driven, and I'm also very passionate about my family. Mm. And sometimes, when the kids are, you know, they had a two week half term recently, and I literally got no work done. Mm. Now I work for myself, so that's yeah. kind of okay. Yeah. And I picked up on the pieces that I that I could still carry on with, but I didn't really get. I, my mind just yeah. went like fuzz. Yeah. Because I'm a mummy first. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because when, when the kids had, had holidays when I was up north, we would get an Airbnb out there. And so they'd all come up with me oh. for the week or two weeks, yeah. you know, that they were there. And your husband? And my husband would come. And if he could, he would come or he'd certainly come back and forth. he's got a big career, He's got a proper he? job, absolutely. Yeah, a proper job. He's got an adult job. <laughs> he's got a grown-up <laughs> proper job. No, absolutely. A very, very demanding, yeah. difficult job he does. So, um, but then we would have to have a nanny or someone come with us which was great and yeah. we've been very lucky with our help um, but then yeah you know suddenly they are all up in my workspace yes. and in my work and and then, I, and then you haven't got the train to learn your lines so how are you know, learning your lines that was then I was up really late or you know put them to bed and then you're learning your lines yeah I'm quite, I kind of feel so like so I'm gonna, this sounds awful I'm so pleased that you don't have any time to learn your lines so I don't mean it like that <laughs> no, 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 it's <laughs> but it's just like yeah, this is the reality of yeah. being a woman who wants a big career. Yeah, absolutely. This, this is how it goes. But, you know, that side of things, of, of learning the lines on the train or late at night, first thing in the morning, I like that. It's a challenge. It's yeah. exciting. Yeah. It, it, it trains my brain. And as we've said, sometimes being a parent can be a bit mind-numbing and your brain isn't getting used in the way it used to possibly get used before you had children. So doing something like that, it absolutely gets yeah. your brain back in that mode of... Bish bash bosh, sitting there learning my lines. Yeah, I love I it. Like I do that. a Sudoku instead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't they I'm say saying. doing crosswords and stuff staves off Alzheimer's and yeah. dementia and things like that? No, I don't have a role in Emmerdale that I need to show up for. So that's what I'll just have to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, self care. Talk to me about your self care because it, you know, obviously you're on the train upwards, you know, backwards and forwards. You've got three babies at home. Yeah. Your husband's, you know, trying to run the world and do the school run. Yeah. And all of these things are going on in your life, which is just totally chaotic. Mm. So how are you coping physically, mentally, well, that emotionally? Was the, that was the, one of the hardest things. And actually, I did get very run down throughout that year and a half. I can see, probably no one else notices, but I could see the way I looked on screen from when I started to when I finished. Right. Um, wow. And I suppose I do sort of, I did feel very much like, oh, no, I'm fine. Because I didn't ever want to complain. I didn't ever want to complain because I appreciated how lucky I was to be working and to have the family and to be be able to do the job yeah. and let have it work so out. I think you were really practicing gratitude. That's I was. I really was, and I, it wasn't difficult because yes. I I, you felt I was happy. Yeah. I was grateful. Exactly. Yeah. But I suppose the sort of self care side of things was the the side that really went. Yes. And I didn't have a chance to go to the gym or anything yeah. like that. God forbid. I had a lot of people around me who could look after me in, in as much as an amazing makeup department yeah. and amazing, you know, people up north who yeah. would, who were wonderful and great friends. But um, but it took a hit. It took a hit. Yeah, yeah, it did take a hit. And, I, and again, it's reality. Is yeah. you can't do it all no. every single solitary day. No, not at all. So something that's becoming clearer to me through this chat is that you can have it all, but you can't have it all at once. Yeah, that's a nice way of putting it. It, it is, isn't it? Yeah. And actually, I had a chat with a with a um, a woman who's recently been on my podcast as well, and she said mm. the same thing—a very high accomplished lady. Yeah, and she said exactly the same thing. You can have it all. You just can't do it all every single solitary day. Yeah. So I guess for for you listening at home, yes, I'm talking to you. Is work out what having it all is. Work out what it means to have it all and what you need in your space mm. in order to have it all and all the things that you want for yourself and then work out in your week how you can implement it yeah. at different points during your week or during your month. Yeah. You know, for an example, for me, having it all is spending time going to the theatre with my girlfriends. Yeah. I have a theatre group. You know, people yeah. that have a book yeah, club, yeah. I have a theatre group. And obviously, I'm not going to do that every day because yeah. it's really expensive and yeah. time-consuming. Um, but at least I know that every couple of months, I yeah. know that the four of us have a theatre trip. Yeah. And that's something that's really important to yeah. me. Yeah, it's so, really lovely. Yeah. I mean, yesterday, I picked up all three of my kids from school. 
um, that was having it all. That was having it all in yesterday. That in that moment, that yeah. was absolutely having it all. I love it. And you know, there's a lot. There's a you know, I I don't have a job at the moment, and I'm looking for work, and I want to get the right job. Yeah. And that's frustrating because it's it's you know I'm still looking for it, and it hasn't come up. The right thing hasn't come up yet. So that feels frustrating. But then I do have to take a step back and go, I picked up all three of my children yesterday yeah. who all went, hi, mummy. Yeah. And you go, gorgeous. oh, you know. Gorgeous. That's okay. And that's you yeah. having it all right now. Right now. And the job will come, won't yeah, it? Yeah, it will come. And then I won't be able to pick the children up. And as much as I'll be loving the job, there'll be a little part of me mm. that's desperately unhappy because I'm not seeing those little faces every mm. day going, hi, mummy. You know, so. So I think it's, it's having it all means just being able to bring different things into your space at different times and appreciating and appreciating that. what's yeah. in your space what's in at your each space time. and not always wishing for something more oh, and i beautiful. think if you if you just accept the good bits then you feel like you're having you've got it all and everything else is a bonus did you hear I that? <laughs> I hope you're still listening because that was absolute key value. I hope so. so I, I hope I can tell myself that, you know. It's well, when you hear this yeah, back, I'll, exactly. I'll, keep, I'll keep reminding <laughs> you. Please do. Um, so I always like to ask this mm. um, at the end. What, what is it you want for women? What do you want for your two girls? I've always said this. What I want for them is to feel that they can do anything they want. Yeah. And if that's... Not much, yeah. <laughs> then that's fine. Well, being and a choice, yeah. Having a choice, yeah. and I suppose my whole ethos of of parenting for for my son as well is just you know to to give them every opportunity for them to choose. Yeah, beautiful. Louisa, thank you so much for oh, being here. It's been here. joyful. It has been yeah, joyful. Really I have a massive smile on my face. Me too. All thank day. you. Thank you. You have been listening to the Female in Podcast. I am your host, Nicole Goodman. Thank you so much for your time and for listening today. If you love this podcast and found value in it, please go and subscribe, write a brilliant review, and go and share it with your friends who need a bit of femaling in their world. You can find me on all social media channels for more of my work, Instagram at Nicole Goodman underscore coach, Facebook, Nicole Goodman Women's Identity Coach, and you can also find my private Facebook group, where all the magic of conversation happens with a really amazing community of women. Thank you again for joining me today. This has been Femaling. I'll be back next week with another episode. And remember, it is the most exciting time to be a woman. <laughs>